Welcome to episode 31 of the Dudes Spake and Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about which shows you should binge watch while you're in self-isolation, nor is it a podcast about everybody's new hobby, baking. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this show is being hosted by two dudes. Hi, this is Mike. Hey, Mike. And this is Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Uh, welcome, Mike. Mike is this is Mike's first time on on the podcast, and uh, you were my uh, next door neighbor at Hot Seat Retreat, isn't that right? It was. Yeah. So it was, tell it was a, Yeah. Go ahead. It was a good place to be. It was a good you know it was a good neighborhood. Yeah. So so tell everyone a little bit about yourself and and your background in the spanking scene. I've uh, been in the spanking in the spanking scene probably since probably the '90s. I got into spanking as a teenager, and then. Um, ended up finding a SWAT team website probably in the late 90s, which led me to meeting a few people and started going to Moonbird parties regularly in the late 90s for several years. And I've been to Camp Red Tails, been to Badass Weekend, been to Hot Seat Retreat. So I've been around a while. Yep. Yes. So thanks for being uh, being on the show. Um, well, thanks and, for having me. Yeah. And you're going to be a perfect, perfect guest for us uh, for today's episode, because uh, uh, we're going to be talking about things you could do while we're stuck at home. Uh, and uh, the Moonbird Party in Los Angeles was supposed to be this past weekend, and it was not. There was no Moonbird Party. Um, there are no parties going on right now, no spanking parties because of COVID-19 or the coronavirus or however you want to refer to it. Um, and so we are, everyone right now is in a state of, of mostly staying at home, uh, mostly self-quarantining or engaging in social distance. Um, after hot seat retreat, so the last episode we did, episode 30, was about hot seat retreat in Palm Springs at the beginning of March. Um, at that point, we were very much in the, um, you know, wash your hands and be careful stage and not in the self-isolation stage. The week after Hot Seat Retreat, uh, one of our guests was diagnosed with the coronavirus. Um, and I had spent a lot of time with him and some others have as well. So we very quickly communicated with everyone else. And um, I went on I went on full lockdown until because there was the 14 days. So I personally went on full lockdown um, and for a week and a half. Um, it was awkward because I skipped doing the grocery shopping runs because I figured let the families go. I'm a bachelor. I'll just then, of course, I couldn't leave. So I had to like order takeout for a week and a half entirely. Um just to make sure I didn't develop the symptoms and I didn't or I didn't infect anyone if I was asymptomatic. I still don't know whether I was infected. Um, if I was, it was asymptomatic um, and we still haven't gotten the testing spread enough to get tested. Um, um, we had two other people at Hot Seat Retreat subsequently develop symptoms. Uh, one self-isolated and stuck it out. The other one did get tested, but came back negative. So um, as far as I know, no one got into They They both dealt with it. Um, it was not a severe case for any of them. It was just a very flu-like situation. Uh, we do know, or I have heard of one case of someone in the Spaking community who did die uh, up in the Bay Area uh, in California here. I did not know him personally. 
uh, but a couple of folks who had alerted me to his death. This was someone whose lungs had been compromised by uh, previous injuries. So um, again, I don't know him, um, so I'm not going to talk too much about him, but it's you know very unfortunate uh, and it does make it all the more important to please, please, please be careful. We are a very small community. We want everyone to be safe. We want everyone to be happy. Um, you you have been taking the time. Uh, you were just telling me about this when we were playing this. You're making, you're sewing your own, sewing masks at home and sending them out to your friends, right? I have been sewing masks. I did that pretty much all weekend. I did 25 of them the last two days and sent them all out this morning. Yeah, wow. So thanks for doing that. I have, uh, I, the good news for me is that I, I am still working. Um, which is not the case for a lot of people. A lot of people have been furloughed or laid off or lost their jobs in all of this. The bad news for me is my job is in the media and the field in journalism. And so my entire life right now is, um, is, is simply covering what's going on with this, which is in, an important thing to do. It's a terrible thing to have to immerse yourself in 24-7. And of course, it's not as bad as actually being a healthcare worker and having to actually deal with this, but you just, I just get inundated with an awful lot of, of coverage and stories and, and, and worst case scenarios and data that I have to sort through about all of this. So trying to make sense of what's, uh, what's real and what's not. Yes. Yes. It, it, it is challenging. Yes. Um, especially cause a lot of people want to believe all sorts of things, whether or not it's true. Um, the other thing that's happening is um, quarantine is making people really, really horny. Um, I have more and more recently I have been shocked at the number of guys who have been contacting me uh, through Scruff who are just desperately like people who had never said a word to me. And I'm like thinking like everyone's telling them no. So they're just getting super horny. And they're like, and they're like oh, yeah, I'm into spanking. I'm like, sure. I'm like, no, I'm not meeting with you. So, uh, Mike, has that been happening with you as well? It has. I've been actually quite surprised at the number of people that have contacted me that I've either never heard of before or only on rare occasion. They're like, hey, what are you doing? You want to get together? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, maybe after this, after this is all over, we'll, we'll see if you're still interested. Um, I suspect that that once the the the, the self-quarantine time is over, uh, once the shelter place is done, I have a feeling I won't hear from any of those people ever again. Um, but we'll see. But um, it has really, of course, absence, you know, not being able to connect or hook up with people has really, really, really kind of challenged your fetish of, uh, of, of wanting to get spanked or wanting to give out spanking. So... Um, we, for our podcast episode, uh, for the real dudes spanking real dudes section, it's really about real dudes spanking yourself. We're going to talk about self-spanking, uh, and, uh, uh, one of the perfect things that came up was, um, uh, Jade and our buddy from, you know, who, who founded WAPS, um, had been looking for stories to, uh, you know, in this time of, of, of the coronavirus and people, being sheltering in place, stories to share about spanking or, or, or our life with their spanking finish. And you had uh, submitted uh, that uh, to him that, that you were really, really big on self-spanking. So 
So tell us a little bit about how did you how did you get into self spanking? I guess it all started when I was a teenager and kind of discovered um, an interest in spanking through some articles I found in in various magazines I probably wasn't supposed to have or know where they were, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know found a way to sneak them, um, and had discovered uh, spanking stories every couple of months in these things and you know turned me on and I was like okay and then I rediscovered um, that I had a set of Jakari paddles that I actually bought as a game when I was a kid and started kind of acting out some of these stories that I read and started spanking myself and and uh, did that quite a lot through even college before I even ever realized that there was actually really other people into spanking. Yeah, I, I went through a similar phase. Now, I'll share mine a little bit, mostly because it's kind of a warning. Um, do not, I'm going to share two self, one is spanking and one is something else entirely. Neither of things are safe things to do, and you should not do these yourself. But this is like, that makes <laughs> the fact that we can now share information about fetish play more easily online is awesome. This was, you know, in the 80s when I was a teenager, uh, and there was no internet yet. Um, that we could all connect and learn things like best practices. So um, I did not have any paddles that I could use, um, but we did have, and we didn't have any decent like wooden implements at all, like no, you know, wooden spoons or things like that, but we had a metal spatula. Ooh. Um, yeah. And I tried it, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was too small. It didn't have a decent thing. It, did, it was really thin. It didn't have enough weight to it. So... I would heat it up on the stove top <laughs> and spank myself with it, which did hurt. Um, and it did actually give me blisters a couple times because of the heat. And, you know, and I realize now, of course, in retrospect, that's not, that's not the best way to, to play because of course the, the blisters would pop and, you know, you could get infected that way. And that would have been very bad. And, not to mention extremely embarrassing if I had to, if they did get infected and I needed to get medical treatment and had to explain how I got blisters on my ass. And then, you know, have to tr probably try to convince someone that it wasn't my dad who did it to me and that I had done it to myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little awkward. Yeah. The other thing I did, which was 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 even worse, because so this was in the 80s, in the days of the days of, of, of hairspray. And so I had a sister who did use lots of hairspray. And so what I would do is I would take and I would do this, I would be wearing jeans, but no underwear underneath. So I would wear my jeans. I would go, if there was, if there were other people around and because I didn't want them to, you know, hear me, you know, I couldn't spank myself and I didn't always have privacy. So I would go to the bathroom, I would spray the hairspray all over the seat of my jeans put them on and then use a lighter to light my ass up on fire <laughs> and let the heat like cause pain. Um, again, I would not recommend doing either of these things, but it is, it is kind of funny how uh, amusing how we can use these, you know, how our fantasies, how, how we try to find ways to put out these fantasies when we're younger before we even know that there is such a thing as spanking fetish. And like you, I didn't know that there was such a thing as a spanking fetish until I found some old issue of Hustler somewhere 
that had, you know, and Hustler had stories in there where people would submit, you know, it was essentially early, you know, it was fiction. It was, you know, oh, yeah. and there was one that involved spanking and it was a, a man spanking his wife. And that's when I discovered it was actually a real thing. Um, but uh, so, so as we go, but one of the interesting things now is, of course, now that we can't meet, self-spanking is a thing that we could do with each other. And you still do this. And not I just, still do that. And it's not just because of the shelter play stuff. You've been doing this all along, right? I've been doing this all along. It, and, I, you know, I think, like I said, I started doing it when I was in college and didn't, you know, didn't really know anybody. And I didn't actually meet anybody into spanking or uh, until I was probably in my late 20s. And I kind of became pretty good at it. and. You know, it gets the endorphins running, and and I kind of like the feel of my ass hot and red. So, yeah, is it is it tough to? And it's funny because we're you know we're talking about discipline, and us specifically, we're talking about self discipline because like so so I did this on set on um last Thursday. I decided to kind of maybe experience because of it, we knew we were going. I had already scheduled this podcast, and it had been a while since I had tried this. Um, because I was getting regular spankings as I had gotten back into bottoming. So I said, well, I haven't spanked myself in a while, so let's give it a try. And I got really, really into it. But it had been, you know, the last time I had gotten spanked was hot seat retreat. So it had been a month. It had been a while since I had gotten any spanking play in at all. And so I really, really got into it. And by the time it was done, I had actually given myself several hundred swats. Um, is it difficult to find the discipline to, or the interest to do this on, how frequently do you do this in a, in a week? Uh, probably at least twice a week. Is it difficult, is it difficult to find the, dis, the self-discipline to do that? Um, it is sometimes, I think, you know, there, there's ways I've tried to, um, found to kind of make it more interesting or at least to give a, a you know, a sense of obligation, um, either through some, uh, random chance type games I've made up or, you know, uh, getting directions from some friends that, that know I still like that. And it adds a sense of obligation, but. Oh, nice. So how does it have, tell me, tell me these games. Cause people love to talk about their own speaking games. So, so what's yours? So the one I came up with years ago with another self spanking guy I knew is use, uh, it's a dice game. Um, have various side number of dice with various sides on it, but you know, just for sake of uh, ease, I use a six sided dice and pick six implements. Um, then I'll pick a num another set of dice, you know, however many, uh, two, three, four, and you roll all the dice and you choose the implement and you give yourself the number of spankings that the, the dice add up to. But the rule of the game is you can't finish, like it's not over until you've used at least every implement once. Uh. So that kind might take six rolls if you're lucky. It might take forty rolls. You don't know. Have you, do, you, do you keep track of how many rolls you've done? What's what's the longest time it's taken you to complete the game, or how many the rolls? Lo the longest one I think it's ever taken me was like sixty-five rolls. Wow. Okay. And depending on how many spank, you know, how many counting dice you have, that could add up to quite a lot of spanking. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, how how severe, you know, how severe do you go on yourself? Um, it depends, I guess it, maybe it depends on my mood. Um, but I've, I've given myself a pretty hard spanking that I felt for several days. Um, uh, and I think a lot of it is the endorphins build and yeah. especially playing this game that, you know, you might give yourself 20 or, you know, 15, 20, 10 at a time, whatever it is. Well, 
that adds up and, and, you know, it gives your body time to kind of anticipate a little bit or recover. But, you know, after several hundred spankings, it can, you know, you can feel it for a few days. Yeah. So when I was, when I was doing my, my own play, I started on, um, I started on jeans um, and then eventually, you know, underwear and then, and then bare butt. And in that time, and then <laughs> this is funny because I was, so I did bear and then I felt like the endorphins were kicking in. And so then I went and put on a jock strap because, because wearing a jock strap always, always brings out the bottom of me. And then I was able to just go to town and I was using, like, yeah, I was using a Jakari paddle and I was surprised. I was going super, super hard. Um, and I loved it. Um, it wasn't like the pain is the endorphins kicked in. So it was almost like the, the pain, I don't even want to say it hurt, but I mean, it, it did, it stung. And by the time I was done, my ass was a really nice red, red color, but um, it really kind of surprised me. So what implements do you think are, are good? We talked about the Jukari and I, I love, I, I love the Jukari. Um, do you agree? I agree. That's probably, that is my favorite spanking implement all around and especially for self spanking. Um, I think it's the perfect length. It, it, you can, it's got a good weight to it. It's got a lot of nice surface area. Yeah, it's one of those things where the weight of it is what makes it really, really good for self-spanking. It's, it's just like it's not too light and it's not too heavy. Um, and yeah, and the size is you can go kind of back and forth and smack between cheeks because it's just nice round shape. Um, and you really, really feel it without having to really thrash yourself. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, part of it is that you don't want it too heavy because it's kind of hard to wield. And, yeah. and uh, you know, you it is kind of an odd angle sometimes, depending on how you choose to, you know, how your body's constructed and how you do it. So that, that's got a, the Jakari got a perfect weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I could just lie on the couch um, or lie on my bed um, and just reach back and smack away. Um, I tried doing a bath brush. I found it, I thought it would be easy because I thought that would be better because, you know, the bath brush has got this nice long. Um, but then when I discovered there's, it backfires a little bit and that the, you can't really get a decent angle because of the length. And so what I got is, you know, the bath brush, the bath brush has a reputation, a well-deserved reputation, uh, among spankers because, uh, the weight of it, it has, you know, combined with the surface area, the the, the smaller surface area gives it a, a good burn, and then it has a really nice weight to it. So it really, it can really tear up an ass, really bruise and hurt. Um, but I discovered when I tried to use it on myself, I just, it just got the, the weight. I got kind of the thud part, but none of the burn or none of the sting. Yeah, I find that the, the longer handled bath brushes really don't, they don't work for me in self-spanking because, again, they're too long and it's a hard angle. Um, the only brush that's really ever worked that works the best for me is that your that the classic Vermont country store bath brush that's, you know, about 18 inches long. Um, that one always or you know, about 12, 13 inches long, I guess. But it uh, works really well for me. OK. All right. Um, but again, it's shorter. Yeah. Yeah. It's shorter. I think mine is I think mine is like 18 inches long. And it's just a little bit, just a little bit too much. Um, but yeah, the Jakari paddle is just, is just perfect. Um, and, uh, and what about, what about um, um, things like straps or straps or belts? 
Um, standard, like a, a belt doesn't work very well for me because I think, I mean, belts taken, you know, uh, some practice to aim anyways and yeah. trying to use it on yourself is difficult. Um, I do have some um, shorter uh, razor straps that I had gotten from Hanson Paddle years ago um, that are, you know, again, maybe these are only about 18 inches, but they've got a nice weight to them and those are easy to control and those work quite well. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. So just out of curiosity for, for the podcast, I have a, a belt that I do use. Um, and I'll, what I'll usually do is fold it in half. And so I tried doing that and doing the sort of, you know, <laughs> that the sort of monk like wrapping it around your own body. Um, right. And I could do that standing up, which is kind of a weird, like, and, you know, and I could feel that, you know, the sting, but it was like, this is a weird position to kind of try. I didn't really feel, you know, I didn't get the endorphins. Like it worked, but I didn't get the endorphins. And so it's like, I, I don't really feel like I'm in a submissive position. Right. And it's it, the other thing with the, that I find difficult with the belt is, again, because of it, it's difficult to control is you might hit something you don't want to hit. Yeah. Or you might... But if you if you're okay with that, like you know, I don't mind you know hitting thighs. Um, yeah, you might if you're if you're laying flat, you, you might end up accidentally hitting your balls. Right. <laughs> that may that may not be what you want. But, no, you know, but, but some guys are into that. Some guys yes, they are. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there are guys out there who are doing that right now. Um, and they're enjoying themselves. So uh, maybe we'll hear from some people uh, about technique if they're using the belt or, or straps or straps on themselves. Um, so tell me about, so, so you have you have people in your life, other, other people in your life who can order you to um, take spankings. So, so how does that work? Or order you to spank yourself, essentially. How does that work out? Yeah, so I've got, you know, I've got a few friends that, that know I like self-spanking and, and will are kind enough to either send, you know, sometimes it's simple as an email or a text or we'll get on the phone um, and, you know, give me uh, some sort of an assignment. Sometimes it's very simple of, Hey, you're going to, you know, you need a hundred swats per cheek. Um, sometimes it might be a multiple day thing uh, where you're doing a certain number every day, you know, in the morning or something like that. Uh, a lot of times it's using that dice game um, in, you know, various different ways, uh, maybe to make it more interesting. Um, there's usually always proof involved, either, you know, a little video clip or photos or they're, they're listening or whatever else. But um, I, I guess with that, I like the sense of obligation that it that brings with it. Uh-huh. Um, the I think in all cases, everyone that. The issues those I've actually I, I know in person and have been spanked by many times. Um, you know, with one particular person, uh, you know, if he or, if he issues one of these uh, self spanking orders, a lot of the you know he'll want proof, and it's one of those things where he knows what I can take. So if I don't do doesn't think I'm doing a good job, you know, there's the risk of having to do it again. So I usually have a lot more. Um, uh, thought in what I'm doing and how, how well I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. So that does bring up an interesting issue because what will happen is so, so long distance self spanking, you know, kind of role play and, and not even necessarily in your case, it's not actually role play. Um, it's something that, that's, that you just 
want to happen, but yes. um, it, it's a thing that happens. But these are these are people that you, these are guys that you know, and I think one of the yes. things, one of the things that can happen is um, people who are you know across the country, either tops or bottoms, who or you know or, or in other countries, will reach out to me wanting to do that kind of scenario. And I don't, and I find it really, really, really awkward to try to do that with somebody that I don't know, um, because they don't, they don't really know. Because what'll end up happening if, if you know, if a top doesn't know a bottom really well, a top is going to kind of go off of his own fantasies, um, right? Or you know, on, 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 and if they don't match with the bottom's fantasies. It could be a little bit awkward. So it's this weird sort of paradox. Like you're, you're nowhere near each other. Um, and it's a great way for us to do the spanking here, uh, to do the self-spanking. But uh, it does need to be someone that maybe, you know, in order to do well um, or in order to develop that sort of connection um, so that the bottom can really kind of get into the self-discipline I think there does need to be a sort of a, a, a good connection in your case. You know, you have these guys who really understand what you need, right? Right. Well, and, and like you said, there's if you don't know each other, um, what somebody thinks is a lot of spankings might be minuscule to me um, or vice versa. You know, they have this crazy grand idea that you just kind of look at them thinking, you know, you think you look at the typing going, what you want, what? Yeah. Um, so no, these guys, it, it is nice to know them because they do, they do know what my experience is. We've had experiences in person together. Um, you know, so they know how much to kind of push and, and, you know, where my head goes when this happens. So right. that makes it kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way. I mean, tops, if you're missing your bottoms, you know, and there are, so we are, and I should mention like uh, you and I right now are, are talking on Skype. That's what I use to record. And Skype of course has, you know, we have cameras, we have um, ways to web cameras, ways to um, do this for each other to, um, entertain each other yes uh privately um with and again this is i would only do this with people that you trust so i did um for example i did record a little bit of my self-spanking and uh, sent it to uh, uh soup goblin the guy who i um started the podcast with for for his amusement um, I did not post it. I, I mentioned that I had spanked myself on on, on the Twitter, uh, and of course, someone you know, it's like you should post pics. And it's like, uh, <laughs> um, I don't, I've been reluctant. I did post a pic of my butt after hot seat retreat. Uh, I left it up for a week and then I took it down. I kind of made a decision: I'll either show my face or my butt, um, but not both. I've kind of lightened up a little bit, and I'll occasionally show my butt. Uh, a little bit and then kind of like, you know, and I, and I have my butt up now on my bottom profiles, but um, I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to just kind of like be a Twitter, especially because, again, I, I have a job where my name is public. So uh, right. if I didn't, you know, I'd be more than happy to do that. Some tips. Uh, what would you suggest for someone as someone who's been doing this for a long time? What would you suggest for someone who's thinking about going the uh, self-discipline route here as we're struggling to deal with uh, being stuck at home? 
I think a lot of it is is one have some try to have some fun with it, but experiment a little bit with you know various implements um, and, and positions uh, if you're going to try them. Some people have a you know different body mechanics. I mean, I have very long arms, so it, you know maybe for me the way I spank is just because I have really long arms. Um, but you know other people might find it easier, you know, bending over the bed or, or like you said, laying flat on the bed. So I would try different positions to see what works best for you. Um, you know, maybe a word of, of caution is, and you alluded to it earlier, is that as you kind of got into it, you really got into it. Yeah. Um, and you'd given yourself quite a, quite a number. Well, you know, one of the things with self-spanking is you can't really see what's happening. Um, so if you're new to it, I would, you know, maybe check in with a mirror every now and then and make sure you're not what you're make sure what you're feeling is what you want it to look like. Because, I mean, you could very easily bruise yourself or mark yourself if you, if you weren't careful with it. Um, you may not think you can, but you can. Especially if you've got a Jukari paddle or, or you know, one of those big bath brushes. Oh, yeah, I've I've actually done it. Uh, hard enough and it was again a, a directed spanking with somebody that i know mm. and i ended up kind of blistering a little bit oh nice i i i i well, i don't know if that was nice for you but i i it worked yeah i i love i i love getting i love having marks on my butt when i bought them i love it because it makes me feel like um it makes me feel like i know like some boys you know when they get spanked or bottom it makes them feel really humiliated or embarrassed or whatever it makes me feel tough which is you know which is weird but it's me <laughs> like I, do, I don't mind some markings and I, I do kind of like to uh you know feel it the next day and and, yeah. and, and maybe other people can uh, appreciate this but there's something to be said for the morning after spanking yes um, kind of re, re, rekindling the fire that's already kind of uh, simmering. And I think that's those are probably the best spankings. But yeah, and so I think um, you know what I want to. <laughs> I will put my I will put my ass out there a little bit for some fun here. Let's have some fun because I've gotten better and better and better at bottoming. So um, Mike, I don't know if you know. <laughs> so between the point where we structured, we organized this podcast. Um, and we recorded it. I decided to try stuck here at home to shave my head into a mohawk. I did see the photo of that. You did see the photo of it. it did, I did see the photo. It did not go well. So here is what I'm offering out there for listeners. And part of it is, is, is to get people on people following the, uh, the Twitter feed if they're not. So we, the dudes making dudes podcast does have a Twitter feed. It is dudes spanking or is it called dudes spank dudes is the actual name of the twitter feed we weren't able to there's a limit on the the letter count so we weren't able to do spell out spanking but it's dudes spank dudes so i want you to go on there i am going to literally actually right now um pin to my profile the picture of what i look like on the mohawk here so i want you to submit this is all going to be with my Jukari paddle. Uh, and it's all going to be bare butt in my jockstrap. I want you to submit how many swats uh, I should give myself. And uh, send it to me. Uh, send me a tweet on Dude Spanking Dudes. And I'm going to do my best to uh, wait a couple days after this podcast goes up. 
um, I'll put a note and say, hey, you have 24 hours to, to tell me what I should get for this terrible, terrible mohawk. Uh, and I will give myself all of those swats. And I won't videotape it, but I will um, post a picture of what my butt looks like uh, after it's all over. And it'll stay on the Twitter feed for a couple days uh, so people can save lovely copies. And I'll probably put it on my profile photos. I'll put uh, in my profiles on, on Dude Spank Dudes and Recon. So, so yeah, so I gave myself a, a hilariously terrible mohawk because uh, I thought it would make me look like, you know, I thought it would make me look like a bad guy, you know, and, and, it, and it looks ridiculous. It looks like I have a dead ferret on my head. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so come tell me some, tell me, tell me what I deserve for that. Um, and speaking, and so that is a good segue to actually, to the second part of our podcast, the fantasy life of spanking. Uh, and for this one, which again is a good one for you, Mike, we are going to talk about fantasies of using, uh, spanking for real world accountability. Um, it's a very, 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 very common fantasy of wanting to be spanked for things you have done in real life as a grown-up, as an adult. Not like fantasy, like, oh, I'm a naughty boy. There is the boy-daddy play, but um, sometimes, you know, there are guys who, uh, there's a, a guy, you know, who likes to use, you know, speeding tickets and parking tickets. He wants to get real-life uh, punishment spankings. Uh, paddlings for those. So this is a fantasy of yours as well, right? It is. The uh, I I love the idea of the uh, maybe the structure, the the rules, the accountability. Um, you know, and again, it's not necessarily like you said. It's not, hey, I'm a naughty boy. It's it's you're supposed to do the dishes and you didn't do the dishes. Drop them. Right. Um, you know, so it, it sometimes it might be very basic. Uh, rules that might be established, you know, the, the kind of the fantasy that I always had never really got was, uh, you know, a set of rules between roommates that got handled with a paddle or a brush or whatever was necessary. Uh, if things weren't done like they were supposed to have been done. Um, but you know, in a, in a real world aspect, I've used it with one friend of mine specifically on, uh, Working towards meeting some goals, I, I mean, last year I lost quite a bit of weight, and and with that um, process, there were you know there were uh, things that needed to be done, and and you know keeping track of my my calories and working out a number of times a week and doing various type of things, and um, spanking got used as as a, a method to making making sure the process was happening. So. The, uh, so how does that feel different from, you know, the, the thing that confuses me uh, and, you know, this used to be, I, I used to have a lot of accountability spanky fantasies myself. And then I discovered, I'll get into it. I discovered a little later that I actually didn't want them to be realized, but how do you, how does it feel different for someone who's into spanking? I mean, you genuinely want to be spanked. You genuinely, genuinely want to spank yourself. Yes. So how does how does it feel different to do a disciplinary spanking from I want to be spanked? I think it, it it has to do with the connection I have, specifically with the person that that I do this with. Um, 
there's a good mental connection that we've had from having known each other for many, many years. Um, the intensity is, is usually quite a bit heavier. Um, there's usually a discussion about, you know, what, what the goals are, what the process is, what I'm doing, what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing well, what needs improvements. And so it's, I mean, it's real world discussion. And so it, I think just the, with the intensity level, um, that comes with it and a lot of the mental connection, um, that goes with it. it it's just, it's different for me. Okay. Yeah. One of the, one of the ways I, I, how I realized that I didn't actually want the fantasy realized was when I got more and more in touch as I got more and more in touch with the side of me who realized that I liked bully tops, tops who were just looking for an excuse. Um, like you, I went through a, uh, a weight loss sort of getting my body in shape process. And I did have that fantasy about using discipline to keep the prospect going. But then I discovered that I actually had the self-discipline um, to do it on my own without spankings. It's like, oh, you know, and part of me was like, oh, this is great. And it's like, well, wouldn't it be more fun if you were getting spanking? I started realizing, no, because I want to be spanked. You know, and I want it because I was having the bully fantasy. And I what I really want is for the bully to come up with fake reasons to spank me. Like okay. the, the fantasy of like, oh, I think it's this is a, a frequent phase. Like I think I'm going into accountability spankings. But the fact is, no, the, the, the person who's holding me accountable is a sadistic jerk and he's going to take advantage of me. And that's my actual fantasy. So that's what I actually want to happen. And so when I realized, like, well, well, this would be bad, I don't want to associate um, that sort of sadistic play with successful um, projects that make me feel good about myself. Right. Yep, I can see that. And yeah. I yeah. So, so if you're thinking about it, these accountability fantasies, you know, the way that the, the way that Mike does, you have to kind of take a little bit and separate and think about, oh, how do I feel? Um, when I'm getting this stuff done, when I'm being successful and more importantly, how do I feel when, you know, when I hit barriers or hit walls? Cause one of the things that I discovered is I didn't need, you know, um, if I have a good project going and I'm feeling optimistic about it, when I hit a wall that just pushes me itself, I didn't need the discipline to push myself. Right. And I think in, in the case for, you know, especially if, uh, like when I was losing weight last year is, is when you think everything, you know, you're doing everything like you're supposed to be doing um, and things don't work out or things aren't moving along like I want them to. I, I do tend to get frustrated or, or, you know, kind of like, ah, oh, the hell with this. What's, what's the use. Um, and so that, the accountability spankings that I'll have with my friend is it kind of pushes me beyond that or, you know, even just the discussion of do, do we really need to pull out the, the straps um, <laughs> yeah. kind of helps push me through that um, frustration. Yeah. So whereas I have a very sort of troubleshooter personality, which, which worked very well when I was, you know, in host mode at hot seed retreat. So I was just quickly responding to everything. But that also when I was going through the weight loss process, and this happens when you lose weight, you hit plateaus. And this is normal. You kind of hit these plateaus as you're going through all this as your body adjusts to these changes. And so the you know, the bear one of the big challenges is learning what to do when that happens. And your personality can help determine 
you know, and that's what what that's why some people give up. Like they're not respond. They're they're not. They don't have the right the tools that fit them right. to address when they hit those barriers. And since I'm a troubleshooter, you know, when I hit those barriers, I was just I just started filling with my diet and filling with my exercises and reading stuff online and coming up with new ideas. So it was just for me, it just added to the challenge. Whereas for you and for a lot of people, like I realize that's a very, very particular part of my personality. And so it's one of the things where I realized like, like, oh, okay, this is about me. I don't go around telling people, Hey, you can lose weight if you do what I do because people's personalities are different. So so sit down and think about like if you want to make this fantasy real. Did you did you was there did you ever really kind of consciously think through, oh, do I really want to have these accountability spankings? What was the sort of the thought process there? You know, I'm not really I think maybe some of it was just the I've always kind of had the fantasy of, like I said, just the you know, even like, you know, hey, the dishes didn't get done and just kind of like that accountability, that kind of a stru uh, structured a, a set of rules that agreed upon. Um, as far as the the things like with the weight loss, I think it just kind of came from it kind of naturally just kind of happened with this person. Mm -hmm. um, and. You know, it wasn't I don't necessarily you know, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to set up this structure. It was it was here's things I'm going to do to work through the this process of the weight loss. And then I think as I kind of naturally got frustrated um, and when it comes to things like, you know, me working on my own body, sometimes I'm like, oh, what the hell's the what's why what's the why bother? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and I think it just kind of came from a natural understanding between the two of us that that uh, accountability discipline that works for the both of us mm -hmm. and it just kind of happened um it wasn't really a, a sit down and we're going to discuss it i mean we i think we both have the same fantasy of accountability and just in, in in general um and so the use in this particular case just kind of became kind of came naturally between us can you tell us, could you give me a, a specific story about how one of your fantasies actually played out in real life? Um, well, I, I mean, I think with this one, I mean, the, um, you know, as far as a, a, maybe like a session that, that ended up happening because of it. Yes. Um, so I think the last last one was at camp last year. Um, again, I was in the middle of this process. This is at Camp and, Red Tails. It was at Camp Red Tails, yes. And, um, you know, so just been having fun. But at one point in time, we kind of went off and, and had a long conversation about, you know, what was happening, what was working, what wasn't working, uh, uh, what I wasn't doing that I should have been doing. Um, and we ended up going in and, and getting, you know, I ended up getting strapped down to, uh, spanking bench and and quite soundly disciplined. Uh, it was a very memorable spanking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to say the least. Um, you know, it's, it it was one that uh, uh, definitely was not a a playtime spanking at all. Uh, the uh, but it it really was kind of a cathartic moment. I mean, it, it it you know I did end up kind of having an emotional breakdown and just kind of releasing and. A lot of the maybe the guilt that went with not doing what I was supposed to be doing and things like that, and 
my butt was on fire for days. Um, but it really did kind of clear the air a little bit in my own head. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so that was, that worked out pretty well. And, and apparently there were a few people that saw it and I wasn't even really sure how many or who did, but, um, uh, apparently it, uh, presented well. Um, uh, somebody made a comment that that was one of the most, um, realistic disciplinary spankings I'd ever seen. And the person doing it turned to him and said, that's cause it was. <laughs> and did it, did it help you get back on track? Oh, it did. It did. It, it definitely does. And again, the, you know, the, these tend to be uh, quite a bit more intense than, than just, you know, standard play. Um, and I tend to remember them for quite a long time. And even just the discussion of, do we need to have one of those sessions again? It is very motivating for me. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's good to, I mean, it's good to have, a, I don't like, I, I can't do it that way. Like I said, because I just, I just really want to get my ass beat. But I will kind of, I've arranged, I actually, it's been a while since I've had one and it's time for another one is to get what I call a weapon from, from boss man um, or from a top I trust where it's just a heavy duty, um, fast, no warm up um, paddling to just meet a particular, you know, it's not, it's not an accountability need, but it is very much a sort of masochism need to really sort of satisfy whatever I, I think part of maybe the accountability spanking thing is um if you're if if you can take a lot of punishment um if you're your bottom um it's the headspace thing where you want to find a reason where you are going to be willing to allow yourself to take a lot of punishment every yes, once in a while it's definitely a headspace thing. And I think especially when I have one of these more intense accountability spankings, it's all about the headspace. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can tend to take a lot of spanking. Um, and it's, it's not about the, just the spanking itself. It's the kind of the whole situation and the whole scenario that goes with it for me. Anything else you'd like to add about uh, about accountability, fantasies of accountability, other than really, you know, thinking it through, thinking about like whether this is actually something that will help you focus, help you recover if you're feeling kind of down about not meeting goals. The, um, you know, I think you have to explore it and, and find out whether it works for you. Um, the, you know, for me, like I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, completely intense all the time, but you know, even just sometimes it's a, it can be a reminder of like, it's, you know, I said that maybe the slight fantasy of the, the, the roommate situation with rules is it, you know, creates a little structure and it's oh, like, yes. oh, you didn't do that. Um, you're getting your spankings now. And it, it just, sometimes it doesn't have to be that intense, but it can just, it's just a reminder of, oh, you, you agreed to do this and here's the consequence. You know, sometimes it just helps you kind of maybe go, oh, maybe I should I should do that. And so uh, with that, we will uh, wrap up this episode of Dudes Faking Dudes. Um, and it is early April as we're recording this. Um, 
I have not a uh, Jaden, um, our buddy from WEPS, is actually ch is trying to check in to see what the status of Camp Red Tails is now. Of course, for those who follow the podcast, know that it had originally been canceled for July, then rescheduled and resurrected. Now, of course, with the coronavirus, um, the status of anything that's happening in the summer right now is a little bit up in the air. So um, it has not been canceled again. But we really don't – I don't have a status report um, if I hear and, and Jaden hasn't heard back. When I get more information, another reason to to follow the dudes, Spank Dudes Twitter feed is uh, not just to make me spank myself, uh, but also I'll update on there when we get more information. So, um, Mike, um, if, if people have questions for you about self-spanking, how would you like them to get in touch with you? Um, you can, they can email me, uh, or I'm on, uh, I'm on WAPS as BD Juggler, um, Spank This is BD Juggler, Recon is BD Juggler, um, or BD, or BD Juggler at gmail.com. That works as well. Okay. BD Juggler. Do you juggle? I do. I oh. ride a unicycle as well. Oh, you should have, you should have. We can have fun with that. It's maybe at hot seat retreat. Something. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to figure something out. Some sort of some sort of spanking game with juggling. Um, <laughs> well, and, you know the, the the number one thing you do in juggling is drop them. So every time you drop them, I got to pick the balls up. Your butt's up in the air. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you could do juggling classes. That's what we could do. Um, and then those who, those who, who can't pick it up very well, I have a feeling I'm, I'm very clumsy. I have a feeling I would have a very hard time learning to juggle. Um, so it, that does. And, and then also that does remind me, um, we are, of course, we don't have any news. We are working on what well, we were working on some initial planning for next year's hot seat retreat in March. Um, of course, the coronavirus has shut everything down. So we're, we're, we are still tentatively planning it for next March, 2021. Uh, we have not, of course, because of the situation, CCBC is shut down. We have not, you know, locked down. We have not done all that stuff. Um, I believe um, the badass weekend uh, in October, again, is still tentatively scheduled. Uh, they are waiting to, they were hoping to open up, you know, uh, room reservations and registration uh, relatively soon. But I think that that was good. That is also going to be delayed because of the coronavirus. Uh, but of course, pay attention, you know, to announcements when they come out. Uh, if you want to reach me, I am, of course, am Red SPK Scott uh, on Spank This, Red Spank Scott on Recon. Uh, Tumblr and Scruff and Waps. Uh, I am also uh, that's my top side. My bottom side is on hot is Hotbot Scott on uh, Spank This on Waps and on Recon. And you can you know you can contact either of us. It's split personalities. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I often forget which one I'm even on. Um, so but I just you know so so uh, if you have any questions. We're always looking for more questions. Uh, hit me up, and uh, uh, I'll be happy to bring up your questions on the podcast. And so, uh, thanks, Mike, for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It was fun. Yep. And uh, stay safe, everyone, and we'll catch you all next time.